Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series on Pretty Wild. Today we'll be discussing episode five, What Happens in Cabo Stays in Cabo. How many reality shows have we watched that have that as an episode title? A billion. <laughs> yeah. No one can come up with a more clever title for a Cabo episode than that. Um, and I, this is our third episode that we're recording today. So once again, no house cleaning. It's um, our first marathon day in a long time. In a long time. time. But I forgot one fun tale that we can tell is our night at the MGM. Oh yeah. True. we, We did some really important homework. We did. We did. We went to the MGM Grand to see Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth live. Which, spoiler alert, do not do that. Save your they money. Were terrible. Um, total waste of money. Total waste. Um, but on the plus side, we finally got to drink the super fancy tequila in the white bottle with the blue flowers on it. Yeah. Um, it was thirty five dollars a shot. Yep, it sure was. And so fan and friend Diana Metzger asked for a review on Instagram, and I said, strong and expensive. Agreed. Um, I was a little taken aback because it's brown. Yeah. I was expecting it to be clear, like Patron Silver. Um, It's heavy. Like, I mean, it had a very, I mean, it was like, I'm used to Patron, like, so, which has, I feel like it's much smoother. I was shocked at how strong it tasted. So I will say kudos to the bartender because the shot was huge. Yeah. And me being me and thinking that I'm 21 every time I drink, I tried to get it all down in one. And it was so strong, I couldn't do it. I think I got like two thirds and then I had to go back for the rest. I sipped it at first because it's like (laughs) sipping tequila and I was trying to do it the right way. Um, So I had a little sip and it was a lot. And then I just shot the rest. Um, I also, I mean, you're probably not supposed to drink it chilled, but I think I would have liked it better if it was chilled. It was just like room temp. Yeah. And I wanted a lime desperately because clearly it's not cheap tequila and it's not for that purpose, but I wanted a lime desperately. And the bartender was too busy. I think I used yours that came with your cocktail. And then I had to like chase it with Pinot Grigio. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, The bartender, however, was super impressed that we ordered it. Yeah, he was yeah. he was ready to talk to us about it all night. Yeah, he was real into it. And he was like, oh, cool, you guys are going to hang and sip? And we're like, no. No, we're shooting him, we're getting the fuck out. Um, and then we played some Elvis slots, and we chanted Linda Thompson's name in the hopes that it would help us win, but yeah. it did not, sadly. No, but going to a casino with Frank is one of my new favorite activities. And it was we, super fun. We will be going We will be going to the casino again. Oh, for sure, yeah. For I'm another show, not sure. No, we could just go. Just yeah. go to go. And there's a pastry place in the lobby, which suits both of us perfectly. Oh, yeah, it was a maze. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's some house cleaning. And again, I'm sort of ill-equipped for my next wild file because I wasn't expecting to do so many today. Um, but Jerry is the next wild file. And it appears that he and Andrea are not still married. So we'll get that out of the way. He was at Gabby's wedding and did walk her down the aisle. But there were no photos of them together as a couple. And that is something as part of a wedding package that photographers do. They take sets of parents and whatnot. And I'm I'm pretty sure I went through like all, you know, 2000 photos and there were no 
<laughs> pictures of Jerry and Andrea. Um, and the last thing, she's very active on social media, on her Instagram, and there are no pictures of him. And her last tweet about him was from 2012. So um, they made it to 10 years. That was their 10th anniversary, but not sure they're still together. Oh. So Jerry is a very successful production designer. Um, and his list of IMDb credits is quite impressive. He did a lot of work with Disney television. Um, so let's see. He did That's So Raven, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, Hannah Montana. Oh. Yeah. Um, the Sweet Life on Deck. I'm guessing that's some weird, you know, sequel. Partners. Oh, that's when Zack and Cody live on a boat. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I They look like jet skis on this tiny photo. Anger Management. Um, Part-timers. Beauty and the Baller. That one, I don't know. Um, it looks like something in a... Um, single camera TV comedy series about a pro athlete, his hot wife, and what their life is like off the court. <laughs> okay. Yep. And Fuller House. Oh, so he's still working. Yeah. And that would explain, because I was a little confused as to where they were getting all this money, but like that explains it. So basically when this show was going on, he was a production designer for Hannah Montana. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. So he's making plenty of money. Yeah. So for a rental house in the Hollywood Hills, he's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all I've got on Jerry. My wild files have been very lackluster. I'm sorry, but hopefully I'll dig up some good tidbits as we keep going to make up for it. And now we're in Cabo. Uh, we're in Cabo, so the girls get a call, and it was Alexis they called? Or Tess? Tess. Um, so Tess gets a call from John Zering. 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 Yeah. Um, from Cabo Social Magazine. Yeah, talk about it. Uh, and he wants them <laughs> to host a benefit for Haiti called Help for Haiti, um, and come to Cabo to do it. I'm not sure why they're raising money for Haiti in Cabo, but okay. I'm guessing a resort in Cabo decided that it was very timely and all the celebrities were doing Haiti events and they were like, oh, cool, we'll do a party and we'll give some money to Haiti. That's how I took it. I briefly had a roommate when I was in my late 20s um, who drove me fucking crazy and he had spent some time in Haiti. Um, I don't know if it was with the Peace Corps or whatever. And he insisted on pronouncing it, hey, Haiti. Oh. And it would make me insane. Yeah. See, I had a professor like that in college, but he was a war photographer in Latin America. So he did not go to Nicaragua. He went to Nicaragua. Yeah. But like, he survived a war. So I let that one slide. <laughs> um, so Tess and Alexis are loving this new rental house, by the way. Yeah. They're living their best life in this house with a hot tub, a porch overlooking a lake. Yeah. So perhaps Andrea's motivation in moving closer to Hollywood is that they would be around more. Maybe. Aside from the neighbors hating them, but she, her plan seems to have worked, at least as far as the show is concerned. Well, I'm sure production also told them no matter where they're living, you need to be here. Like, you're pretending to live at home. That's the point of the show. Yeah, but a dope house with a hot tub and a nice view has been helpful. Yeah. Or sure. dope, doper house. I want the inside is lackluster. Um, so they're lying on the porch, sunning themselves. And they're talking about how they need 15 outfits each for five days in Cabo and at least 20 bathing suits. 
And Gabby earlier tells them, don't forget to bring money to Haiti. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh yeah, we should probably go tanning too. <laughs> and then Andrea comes outside and she literally is the mom from Mean Girls. She is. 100%. She's wearing another velour tracksuit. She, that's all that's in her closet. The traumatic thing about this, though, is because the movie came out first, it's like she's basing her life on the character and yeah. not vice versa. She's the California... Interesting flex, Andrea. Interesting she's, flex. She's the California version of that character. Yeah. Um, and Andrea, actually wisely, on the mom front, another point for Andrea, suggests maybe Alexis should check in with her lawyer before she goes out of the country to do something like this. And it's really interesting because this seems so contrived. Yes. This whole leaving and the lawyer getting mad thing. So it almost seems like production somehow set it up. Well, I have some production notes about this whole Cabo thing. Okay. Um, so she calls her lawyer, Jeffrey Rubenstein, and says that she's going for a charity event, which, LOL. <laughs> it's a club party where part of the proceeds go to a charity. Yes. So fine, whatever. And he says, you know, we really need you to stay in a positive light. It's not a good idea. And she hangs up the phone and basically says, whatever, we're going to Cabo. He's so cautious. Okay. That's one way to take Actually, that. Tess says that. Yeah. Great worthwhile phone call there, ladies. So Tess is packing for Cabo and Max comes over and she says, I've never been to Mexico before. I don't know what to pack. And Max says, little dresses, big hats. Well, and Max also says, should Alexis be going to Cabo? Yes. It's like everyone in their orbit sees the writing on the wall, but the two of them. Yes. That's his next comment. He says, little dresses, big hats. Is it a good idea that Lexi's leaving the country? Yep. Point for Max also. Mm-hmm. And then he says, be careful. And they ask each other if they will miss each other. And they say, yes. And then he says, you're a big girl. You be good. Which I told Frank, that's something I say to my dog when I leave in the morning. Gross. And then he says, want to take a break from packing? So my theory last episode that they banged and she forgot to put the shirt on that she was filling in before. I'm going to go ahead and say that's what happened. A hundred percent. I also am very curious that they were as jazzed to go to Cabo only because they're going to have to fly. They had to fly with their drugs. Here's my production note about this episode. You are perceptive, my friend. So... In Lexi's podcast episode with the producer, this episode was one of their most painful. So The producers or the Lexi girl? Lexi and like, Tess. Okay. So they did fly with a bunch of drugs. They put them, you know. Where you put them. Where you put you them. Fly. Yep. And when they got to Cabo, a producer found the drugs in their hotel room. Oh. And flushed them. <gasps> so part of the reason that Tess is such a, like, sad sack when they're in Cabo is that she's coming down. And she just, like, could not hang. And I guess they tried to film this whole scene with Tess also going on a date and, like, trying to get on a jet ski, and she just had an epic meltdown and was like, I'm not doing this. And so the producer asks Alexis how she made it through it, and she was just like, I think I just drank a lot. Like, she was just doing anything she could to, like, make it through everything. Interesting. But that also proves my theory that the guy she goes on a date with is potentially from Central Casting. Yeah. Like, they were sub- they were both supposed to meet, like, hot Mexican dudes, and then Tess didn't want to do it or something. Crazy. Yeah. 
Well, why wouldn't they just walk their little butts down to um, the Mexican pharmacy and buy some, like, Mexican Xanax or whatever? So, when they were dancing in the streets to the mariachi band, I was like, are they out looking for Mexican drugs? Like, what is this block? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she said they were both really sick the whole time. Yeah, I mean, because the only reason it stood out to me is that I did not go to my cousin's wedding in London because I would was fine flying domestically with Blow, but I was not going to fly internationally with Coke. So I was like, I'm not fucking going to your wedding. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. No, I, I mean, agreed. Yeah. Like, domestic crime, fine. International crime, no, no. Yeah, whole nother ball of wax. So, yeah, yeah, don't don't fuck with that passport. You'll yeah. want that later in life. So, oh, well, I'm glad to know that production... I'm, surpri- I'm a little surprised production flushed it. Or they got, you, they, they held on to it or they got rid of it. But I mean, I you'd know. think they'd want them high so they could perform for the cameras. I think it was the illegal part of it that the show didn't want anything to do with. Well, I'd be like, at that point, it's in Mexico. Like, you get busted at the airport. Like, if they made it all the way to the hotel, I'd be like, keep it. I'm just, like, these days I feel like production, well, not these days, but years ago, like, when Ruthie was a drunk on The Real World, like... They encouraged it. Like, so I'm surprised the producers were like, all right, go have at it, ladies. Yeah, but so take it a different way, like, from the production side of things. Like, maybe in their contracts they were getting, like, health insurance or something via E. And then, like, if E was convicted of, like, helping them bring drugs into Mexico, like, that's not... Yeah. You you would flush that. And then if I was the producer, I'd give it to them. <laughs> Be like, here you go, ladies. Let's make some TV. Yeah, well... So they are staying at the Cabo Dorado, which mm-hmm. I originally called the Cabo Dorinda, and I think it's a I lot prefer more. that better. Me too. Um, and so they're doing Cabo Social Magazine for Haiti, and the first thing they do is they have this weird vignette of them running on the beach. Alexis doesn't know how to run. No. Or she's so shit-faced or high or something that she can't. Well, she's also wearing a fur vest on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're they're running, holding hands, and they both really suck at it. And I don't yeah. understand how that happens. Sorry, drags. Well, <laughs> if you're two girls who want to be on the girl next door or like in Playboy, you can't trot sexily holding hands. That feels like it, that's in your first top ten tasks. Well, I guess if you're wasted and coming down off heroin, like it's a bad combo. Just walk sultry then, like. Well, I think they were probably trying not to poop their pants. <laughs> But running? God, that's worse than walking. Um, And then they meet up with this woman who's in charge of the photo shoot, and she's Elvira. She is Elvira. She's very emo. Yeah. Um, And my favorite is during the photo shoot, they perform a poem from The Secret. And so it is. (laughs) But the whole thing. Yeah. There's a shot of them facing the sunset with their butts sticking out. Although I really wish they had actually posed a little better for that shot, if we're being nitpicky. (laughs) Like, (laughs) their bathing suits were sagging off their asses, and they weren't doing that thing where you, like, scoop your back. And they both have cute little butts. Like, if I had a butt like that, I would stick it out more. But, and then they do the whole secret. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have lunch, and there are three margaritas on the table for two of them. Kudos. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I'm hungry, so their nachos looked good. And Alexis says that they are going on a manhunt. She's going on a manhunt. And then they're getting ready for the Help for Haiti party. And I actually thought it was quite sweet that they're wearing matching dresses. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. I thought it was so cute. They really loved to tell people they were sisters. That was their favorite thing. Yeah. 
So the producer even laughed about that, that like, he's like, why did all of us believe that? Like, it's such an obvious crock of shit. Like, we don't, I don't know. And they were really into it. It was their favorite thing to tell people. So they're wearing matching dresses that are actually quite appropriate. Yeah. Like, they have little cap sleeves. They're short, but they have cap sleeves, reasonable necks, they're pink sequins, and they wore black shoes. Yeah, they look cute. They were wearing matching shoes, too. But they look very cute to host a party at a club. Um, And the big reveal at this help for Haiti party, aside from Alexis and Tess, which, who the hell knows who they are, is a guy from Dancing with the Stars. Louis Van Amstel. Woo. Never heard of him. Me either. (laughs) So then back in L.A., Andrea and Jerry... Oh, well, before that... Oh, the rest of the party? Well, then when Alexis says, um, she's trying to say, happy to give back... Yeah. But I swear to God, she says, happy to gift bag. They're struggling to speak. Yeah. I think they were taking anything they could get their hands on. Yeah. I mean, you can party down in Mexico. Like, you can just take your butt to the pharmacy. Yeah. I don't understand. Were they that dumb? Probably. They're also staying in, like, the presidential suite. Can't you have someone else go to the pharmacy for you? I mean, the last time when I was in Mexico with my family, the resort where we stayed had tramadol in the resort, there you like go. at the gift shop, I charge it to my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so back in LA, Jerry and Andrea treat Gabby to a night of quote, authentic Mexican culture. Did you see where they were? No. The name of the restaurant? No. Um, the name of the restaurant is La Fonda, <laughs> which was also the name of the girlfriend in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's also nothing authentic about it. It's, no. It's every Mexican restaurant you've ever been to with a mariachi band and... And Gabby gets me too by the mariachi band. Yeah, he like touches her hair in a very... Her ear. Yeah, her in a lecherous way. It's gross. Um, <laughs> and she also said she's never been so bored. I don't blame her. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go to dinner with my parents on a weekend to a Mexican restaurant when I was 16 either. No. Um, and then back in Cabo, Lexi meets a hot Mexican guy named Javier, probably from Central Casting. Well, and I, I mean, he has a very Latin name and yes, they are in Mexico, but he did not read Mexican to me. Like he had no accent. He, he looked, like he seemed like a swarthy Latin, but I don't know if he was Mexican. Yeah. He looked like a telenovela star. Yeah, I could see that. But I was expecting more of an accent. Like, he seems to me like a Latin, per- like a someone of Latin descent from America who then, as an adult, like, moved to Cabo. Yeah. Like, that's what I was getting. If I was she, not getting... If she had said, I'll see you back in L.A., I would not have been surprised. Not at all. No. I mean, I could see him as a Mexican-American. Yeah. But he did not seem like someone who grew up and lived in Mexico his whole life. Agreed. Um, but he asks her out and says, have you ever swam with the dolphins before? And he says, how about we meet around noonish?" And she says, that's great. That made me crazy. A midday date? No, noonish. Oh. Meet me at noon. Meet me at 12.15. Noon, it, what the fuck? That oh, could yeah. be 12.25. Am I just sitting in the lobby waiting for you for half an hour? Like, if it's let's you. lock down a time. If it's you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I forget that you are, we are both punctual people. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm late, when I'm coming to your house, I feel so bad about it because I know how mad you get. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm always like, for some reason, I'm always You're like... You're usually early. 
Or I'm always like, I'm one of those people, if I'm late, it's within like a 10 minute window, but I always feel like I have a deep shame about it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the Metro. I may be six minutes late. <laughs> um, so then they're in the hotel room. I guess this is after... Well, where were they though? A lot the previous night. Oh, Pink Kitty. Mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules fans, Pink Kitty. Where yes. Stassi had her Cabo birthday in season two. Yes. Um... So the night of the party, after he asks her to go on a noonish date, Tess says, I got a text from TMZ asking if I'm in Cabo. So I said, yeah. And Alexis, in my opinion, rightfully so, gets mad at her and says, you should have just said nothing. Don't respond to TMZ. And it's interesting because she just proved that all along they have been in contact with TMZ. Yes. Yeah. Like, TMZ does not reach out to you unless they have a relationship with you of some sort. Yeah. Um, so then the next day, the girls are awake and getting massages on the beach. And I'm shocked that they're awake before this noon date. Well, I guess if you're dope sick. Yeah, maybe you're not sleeping. Um, they're getting massages. And she says, you promise you'll be back and you won't spend the whole day with him. And Alexis says, yes. And then Tess says, don't have sex with them. And Alexis says, duh. It's, they made it seem like they did. Yeah, they did. For sure. If he's from Central Casting, I would say maybe they didn't. But they edited it to make it seem like they had sex. Yeah. Um, so she goes on her date with Javier. And they go to swim with dolphins. And as they're walking down the dock... She says, I would have guessed you like my sister more than me. And he was like, why? You're prettier. And then he was like, well, I guess she has big boobs. Well, and this is where we got to see that apparently Alexis is very insecure when it comes to Tess. Yeah. And that she sees Tess as like the pretty one and she's kind of more of the hanger on. And I disagree. I do too, but I guess if Tess was cyber model of the year and all that stuff. Now, my favorite thing that happened during this little bit, and I can't remember when she was talking (laughs) to him or when it was in her confessional, when she's referring to herself and her trouble, and instead of saying the bling ring, calls it the burglar bunch. (laughs) Oh, it had several (laughs) names at the time. Yeah, I, oh, I'd never heard the burglar bunch. That was amazing. So there was a lot of back and forth about what it was called at first. The bling ring became more popular with the Vanity Fair article and then the movie. But the burglar bunch was its, like, other name. Oh, okay. Because I was giggling Did about she that. tell him about that? I No, I think that it was there was, like, a confessional where oh. she just said, like, Ugh, I'm just so happy to not have to deal with all this, like, burglar bunch stuff. That, oh, like, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, how did I miss that? Um, but they swim with the dolphins, and I told Frank, I don't even really like dolphins, but it looks fun. <laughs> Um, I thought it looked like animal cruelty because they're not even in the water. They were in like a pool. I know it is. Yeah. I couldn't justify it, but I was like. Plus they rape you. Don't even make me start pontificating about dolphin rape to the world because it's a thing. And if you don't believe me, Google dolphin rape caves. You'll thank me later. Dolphins are the rapists of the sea. I, it's one of those things I would never do because I don't want to condone the continuation of it. But I was like, oh, that looks entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we see Tess lying by the pool, like having a come down and being sad about Max. And going DEFCON 7 level stage 9 clinger. Like she yeah. is texting and calling and texting and like no response. I wonder if he gets high too. 
I, maybe. Because I wonder if she's just like, oh my god, they fucking flushed my drugs. I can't fucking believe this. Like, what am I going to fucking... Like, I wonder if that was what the texts were. I'm assuming if the drummer is Lexi's ex, he knows she's up to some shit. Yeah. Maybe not to the extent, but he knows she parties hard. Yeah. And so I'd assume that they know Tess does too. Gotcha. Wouldn't you? I would think, but... Yeah. Um... Meanwhile, Lexi's going parasailing with Javier and completely making a day of it. And she says they really vibe in spirituality. Which I'm led me to believe that he was also brought up with the secret. Yeah. And she says he really understood me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he was also homeschooled on the secret. Maybe he was on drugs too. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so then she gives Tess a breakdown the next day of the date and says, Oh God, he looks so good in a bathing suit, which I believe. Um, and then her lawyer calls and says, I'm going to need you in my office tomorrow at noon. There are photos of you come home ASAP after she says like, I can't, I'm in Cabo, like a moron. And then she just has a meltdown. Completely loses her shit. And says that, you know, this court case is just constantly being knocked down. Yeah, you're in the middle of a legal battle. It's not fun. And you robbed people. Yeah. And she's all upset because she can't properly say goodbye to Javier. And Tess says, your freedom is way more important than some guy. And again, Lexi says, well, duh. Yeah, I was really (laughs) weird, especially knowing that, like, their drugs were flushed and they were coming down. How lucid Tess was about this whole thing about like, you know, no guy is worth your, I also wonder if the elephant in the room, like if their drugs got flushed, I would think they want to come back immediately. Me too. Be like, fuck this noise. I need to get back to some drugs. Like, let's get back to LA. Yeah. I think that's why Tess is like, it's one day. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you think that Alexis would be the same way. She was doing better with it though. Oh. than Tess was. Yeah. She was getting drunk and like, she had some sex and like, she's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so then Lexi does have to say goodbye to Javi. This is where Javi got a little less cute to me. I really wasn't digging his, like, his beach vibe clothing. I'm trying to remember. It was 2010, but it was rough. It was like a sleeveless hooded thing with some very bell-bottomy pants. Yeah. And um, flip-flops. He is an undeniably handsome man. Gorgeous. Though. Yeah. Um... And then in in the van on the way to the airport, Tess reminds Lexi that, like, we're sisters, you're my family, like, I'm with you forever, no matter what happens with this court case. And that's the end of the episode in Cabo, really. Which, do we know if that's even true? Are they still friends to this day? Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Then why wasn't she at Gabby's wedding? That's weird. Um, so let's see, Gabby got married in... June of 2018, and I'm guessing that Tess's baby was born in late 2017. She may have been home with a a baby. A young baby, yeah. Um, And, like, she's been on um, Alexis's podcast, and just the one that I listened to from November 2nd with Gabby and Alexis, Alexis was like, you're such a fucking liar, let's call Tess. Oh, okay. So, like, she's around. I think she's just not invested in rehashing her pretty wild days at all. So gotcha. she, you know, she's a world away now. But 
That's a wrap on Cabo. Yeah, then they just, they head to the airport. Um, and then next week, we get some um, Tess and Max drama. I'm hoping Max is like, calm down, you freak. Why'd you text me 4,000 times? <laughs> um, Gabby gets a job at what looks like a PetSmart or some kind of dog groomer. And <laughs> we get the Vanity Fair episode dropping and the infamous phone call. Yes. Oh, which you tweeted that, didn't you? Her reenacting it? No, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to wait and do it when we have the episode. But yes, okay. so spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, no, 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 it's fine. Um, she very recently recreated the phone call. Incredible. Uh, it's on YouTube, so I'm going to post it for for you guys. But I'm going to wait until we do that actual episode um, next week. Um, and as you're hearing this, it's well into 2020. So Probably. Um, yeah, for sure. Because this is our third episode of the day. Okay. Um, so I'm guessing. Well, we'll see. Um, so having, I hope you guys are having an amazing new year and sorry, drags. So it is. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe and have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.